<laughs> Sorry about that. Where were we? I was um, I was thinking about fear, and uh, more specifically, fear in the context of free speech. Obviously, there's a dialogue going on right now about the limits of free speech, and while I do consider myself on the side of free speech, I feel like the conversation is is getting a little a little meta instead of focusing on on the ideas that free speech is trying to debate the conversation keeps getting pulled up one level and it's only about the concept of free speech itself and i think this is a distraction i think this is a way to keep us from talking about the ideas that free speech really needs to focus on that needs to focus on because these are the issues that is going to help us become better individuals a better society better in every sense of the word and unless we can have these conversations then that progress is not going to happen and i guess i guess i would say stepping back for one second that the continued conversation to me doesn't strike me as as exploring anything new in terms of whether free speech should or should not be allowed. I feel that Jordan Peterson has already delivered a knockout punch as to why free speech has to be protected. And he makes, obviously I'm boiling down his arguments, and uh, I'm sure you've heard some of them, but he makes two points that I think are just absolute, absolute brilliant. The first is, who are we going to trust with the power to make the decision what speech is allowed? And then once we have somebody who we think can handle that power responsibly, although God only knows who that person might be, how does that power transmit from person to person, from person to institution, and how do you avoid corruption? To me, I believe that's just an impossible task. And therefore, if we don't trust anyone to have the power to regulate free speech, then we simply have to allow it. And we have to, and if someone has an idea we don't like, rather than trying to quiet them, which essentially leads to people paying them more attention, which is the Streisand effect, we should rebut their ideas with our ideas. Again, we should bring the conversation down to the level of ideas rather than up at some platonic ideal of this concept of free speech. So I'm afraid personally about free speech because it is such a contentious issue today. And I find myself in my own life not being as truthful and as honest as I should be. I don't lie, necessarily, but I find myself watching what I say far more than I used to, and I don't like doing that. I don't like who I am when I'm constantly watching my own thoughts and making sure I don't say something that other people might not like. I feel there's a secret policeman inside my brain 
and I don't like that. But I'm afraid. I'm afraid to speak out. I'm afraid to speak out. So I ask myself, I ask myself, okay, how am I supposed to act based on this fear? Based on this fear of being called out as someone on the other side of whomever I'm talking to. Someone who's stupid, someone who's an idiot, someone who's ignorant. I'm afraid of ridicule. I'm afraid of losing friendships. So how should I act? How should I act given my fear? Well, I look around and I see the same answer everywhere I look. I see it from people like Stephen Colbert, who has a motto that you have to steer towards fear. You don't run away from it. You have to confront it. Again, Peterson says the same thing. He says, the thing you most need is in the place you least want to look. The place you least want to go. So you have to go down the dark alley. You have to, as he says in, I guess, the, um, the imagery of religion or the language of religion, you have to be like Christ. You have to climb the hill of Calvary with your cross. You have to pick up your burden. And right now, my burden is this fear. And it's amazing. Once you see that this is the answer, you see other people saying the same thing across cultures. I was reading some Greek myths, and they have a myth about a king called Sisyphus. And Sisyphus was condemned by the gods to roll a boulder up a hill. And then when he got to the top of the hill, the boulder would roll back down. And he would have to go back down and push it back up over and over and over. And in the Greek myth, this is a punishment. But I don't think that's right. I think not only is this the human condition, there's always something that we have to do that we don't want to. But it's a description of a happy man. Because every time he is engaged, he, his work is meaningful. Even if climbing, or even if pushing a boulder up a hill isn't what we think of as meaning, every time he's getting better. Every time he's learning a new way to push the boulder. And Confucius has a saying that I think is very similar to this idea that Sisyphus is happy. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but what he says is, this is Confucius speaking now, he says something like, happiness is not the top of the hill. Happiness is learning how to climb it. So across all these examples, you have the same theme. Happiness is not success. Happiness is not winning. Happiness is the process. Happiness is this iterative learning, failing and learning, failing and learning over and over and over again, enjoying the failure, enjoying the struggle. And so based on this, I think what I'm supposed to do to confront my fear, to confront my fear of sounding silly because I have a very nasal voice or whatever, the fear of saying things that are really stupid, exposing myself as a clueless idiot. And by the way, let there be no mistake that I am an idiot. 
um, uh, what's the latest example? Um, I was trying to make coffee yesterday, and I'm used to making or heating the water up in a coffee pot. But uh, yesterday, I only had like a normal pot that you might, I don't know, boil eggs in. And so this sort of heuristic in my brain just turned on. Matt, what do you do to make water boil faster? You add salt. So I added salt to the water to make it boil faster, and then I made my French press coffee, and then I had to spit the coffee out because it was so awful. And I had to sit there for a moment and think what had gone wrong until I remembered that without even thinking, I had done this stupid thing. And something like that happens to me on a regular, <laughs> far too regular basis. So make no mistake, I am, I am a clueless idiot, but I'm trying to get better. And so to confront my fear, to try to get better, I think that's why I want to podcast. Does that make any sense? I don't know if it does or not, but I'm going to go towards my fear. I'm going to end up doing this podcast very badly. But if something frightens me, I'm going to sit down and think about it out loud. And hopefully, that way I can get better. Not just in how I talk, not just in how I think, but hopefully I can become less of an idiot. And in doing so, I guess, again, to go back to Peterson's metaphor, I can learn to stumble and struggle up the mountain better. Okay, I got to go. I'll catch you later.